Welcome to Dialed In, a podcast by Callbox, where we talk with dental industry leaders and influencers about the latest trends, technologies, themes, and best practices in the business of dentistry. Be sure to subscribe directly or on your favorite podcast app and visit callbox.com slash dental to learn more about Callbox's innovative solutions for leveraging the phone at your practice. Hello, and welcome to Dialed In, a podcast by Callbox. My name is Katie Lawrence, and my guest today is Callbox's very own Kelly Ford, our Director of Product Development. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. Yeah, glad to be here. For sure. It's so good to have you. Um, before we dive in too much, can you tell us a little bit just about your role as Director of Product Development? Like, what do you do and oversee, um, and how does that relate to dental clients? Yeah, that's a good question. I have to... <laughs> answer this question a lot at dinner parties. Um, what in the world is a director of product development, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually more simple than you think. Uh, many businesses suffer from you know, similar problems when it comes to the phone, mm-hmm. right? They spend a ton of money to get their phones to ring. Then they struggle to make sure those calls are handled well. Sometimes that just means wasted marketing dollars, but when disaster really strikes, it can result in a scathing online review that has pretty long-lasting effects. The dental industry presents its own unique challenges that are important to understand. Um, Patients have a continuously increasing expectation for incredible customer service and information readiness. Mm -hmm. So it's my job to understand what prevents practices from meeting those expectations and getting new patients. Then I just guide our development team to building those innovative features that keep practices on the forefront of exceptional service. Hmm. So the industry is constantly changing, and it presents new challenges to solve every day, and that's probably the most fun part of my job, right? I get to build a product that solves real problems for real people. Yeah, that's awesome. And, I mean, I can uh, completely relate to or whatever the – constantly changing just industry in general, but also just uh, as technology evolves, new um, things are required from our clients. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the recent developments that your team has been working on and and different things you're excited about coming up. Yeah. um, Over the last year, I've been pretty blown away by the things that that Callbox as a whole has managed to release. Mm -hmm. I'm super fortunate to have a team of developers who genuinely care about solving problems for our users, and they work incredibly hard and incredibly fast to do so. Um, Probably the most significant advancement we've made recently was the introduction of our artificial intelligence. We call her Carrie. Carrie has really accelerated our release of new features. Mm -hmm. She can isolate each side of a conversation and recognize um, which staff members are handling a call by by recognizing their voice. Um, She can even identify if a caller might be upset, maybe they've had a bad experience, Mm -hmm. and she can send an alert to, you know, a practice manager or even... um, recognize if somebody's asked for a social security number (laughs) on a phone call. And now um, now that practice has a legal liability because they've got a recorded social security number floating around. Well, Carrie can recognize that and actively suppress that piece of audio Mm -hmm. and remove that legal liability. Sure, yeah. Um, Combining 
that carry um, AI with some of the existing AI, like IBM Watson, mm -hmm. has opened us up to even more possibilities. Um, most recently, we added the ability for our customers to search for calls where a specific keyword was used. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, maybe a particular procedure was talked about or a service was discussed. Um, that allows you know practices to actually sort of mine their their opportunities for ones that are are important and figure out which marketing sources are really driving calls about the procedures that they want to do. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Focusing on what's most important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've done a, an incredibly long list of updates that I could talk sure. about for a long time, but those are the ones that are probably the most exciting to me. Yeah. I feel like I should know this, but where did the name Carrie come from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carrie is a fun acronym. She often gets mispronounced as Kari. <laughs> sure. C-A-R-I. <laughs> yeah. She's absolutely not Kari. Okay. <laughs> Carrie um, is a crisp agent responding intelligently. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I really should have known that. So don't tell them that I didn't. <laughs> Um, as we know, artificial intelligence, um, you know, has become such a buzzword in healthcare specifically and probably in most industries in general. Um, obviously it's something that you work regularly with in your role. So can you just put it into plain words? When somebody says AI or artificial intelligence, like what are they talking about and why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, artificial intelligence is a, is a buzzword in every industry for, for really good reason. Right. Um, in the exact same way that that the industrial revolution um, kind of catapulted us into the future of you know business economics mm -hmm. development right artificial intelligence is currently doing the exact same thing in every aspect of everyone's lives right yeah, that's true. from figuring out what you should watch next on Netflix <laughs> to you know predicting financial trends or even like providing home security with your Nest or Ring camera, right? right? <laughs> um, people are talking about AI because it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, of course it's a buzzword in every industry. Um, it's it's fairly simple though. Like artificial intelligence is most frequently used to do one of two things, right? Either to either way, it digests massive amounts of data really quickly, mm -hmm. right? Um, things that we don't even think about as a lot of data points, like looking at somebody's face, right? Mm -hmm. We're taking in, you know, the color of their face, the shape of their face, the expression on it, right? There's, that's a lot of data points. Mm -hmm. um, artificial intelligence really just does two, two basic things. It either predicts an outcome mm -hmm. or it categorizes. Okay. So it tries to attempt to figure out what's about to happen or it buckets something into somewhere. So, right, when your ring camera recognizes your face, all it's doing is categorizing mm -hmm. what it sees to Katie, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's easy to understand if you think about artificial intelligence like a person. Okay. So imagine you're a soccer player and you want to get really good at placing the ball in that top corner of the goal. Mm -hmm. So you would practice kicking the ball to your desired location over and over again. Right. Every time that you hit the crossbar or miss, right, you take that kind of negative result in as feedback and you would say, okay, I need to make this small tweak based on the fact that I missed my spot, uh -huh. right? And every time you hit your spot dead on, 
you'd get excited and you'd lock that kind of movement into mm-hmm. your memory. Right. And then you would just attempt to repeat that over and over again so that you hit that beautiful top corner every time. <laughs> sure. Right. That's my experience. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you nailed it all every time. In all my years time. of soccer, yeah. right. Uh-huh. So the more, like, it all comes down to practice, right? The more times mm-hmm. you kick a ball and lock in that movement into memory or make the necessary like small tweaks to get more accurate, right? Mm-hmm. It's just practice. The more times you practice, the more accurate you get. Artificial intelligence learns basically the same way, mm-hmm. right? It attempts to categorize or predict information. When it gets it right, it takes note. And when it gets it wrong, it makes changes. Mm-hmm. What makes this so impressive is that you can only kick a soccer ball into a goal so many times in one day before you get tired, mm-hmm. right? True. <laughs> Maybe 30, 40 times before you're... <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> right, before you're pretty tired. That's only 30 or 40 pieces of feedback. Right. And then there's only let's be, so many days in our sure. lives, especially before we get old, and then we really can't kick it 30 <laughs> times in a day, right? Yeah, dangerously so close. A person's <laughs> amount of practice is limited, mm-hmm. right? Totally. Practice is what leads to accuracy. So AI gets better every time it processes a piece of information, Mm -hmm. but it can process information at an incredible rate. Imagine how good you'd be at something if you did it hundreds of thousands (laughs) of times without getting tired. Yeah, true. So applying that level of skill or accuracy to anything in your dental practice is pretty darn exciting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's I've never considered it with the the repetition piece in there, but that makes a lot of sense that the more data we have um, in that and the faster that AI can process that data, just the smarter it would become, right? That's yep. the whole idea. That's awesome. So I guess apply that then specifically to dental. So like what are some examples of maybe where you've seen this be successful in dental practices, you know, in the day-to-day or even potentially like in the future as this continues to grow and develop? I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick to my my batting zone here. <laughs> That's fair. I, uh, I don't know every way in which AI started being used in kind of medical advancements sure. for the dental practice. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm not, I won't comment there, but um, what I do know is at least where it's being used in regards to phone calls. Great. That's perfect. Um, dental practices are sort of just starting to, to dabble um, in artificial intelligence, really with the, the aim of enhancing their customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, client expectations are, are rising and rising as far as customer service goes. Options are increasing. Um, customer service now makes the difference between a new patient or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is AI is shockingly good at understanding people and attempting to kind of predict their desires or needs. Um, you wouldn't think a machine would be that good at mm-hmm. it, but surprisingly enough, a lot of that is just data. So honestly, right now, my favorite thing that I, AI is doing for, for dental practices is helping catch upset callers, hmm. um, especially with customer service being so important. It only takes one bad experience for someone to post that terrible online review, but that one review Mm -hmm. 
can bring your new patient acquisition to a grinding halt. Totally. Yeah. Um, so when we're, when AI is able to, to send an alert to the office manager when a caller mm-hmm. gets upset about something, um, and then that office manager is able to, to reach out before they've got mm-hmm. time to get home to their computer <laughs> and put in that online review, right? Now you've got, um, a different level of customer experience and, and you can, prevent a lot of those those things that will will just stop new patient acquisition, right? You can spend as right. much money as you want on marketing, but if, if they hit your Google reviews and uh-huh. they look really nasty, it's not going to do very much good. Um, yeah, that's so true. We talked about that just recently on a, an earlier podcast, actually, with our um, COO mentioned just you know, even one one star review can just tank your ratings. And then how do you come back from that? So, mm-hmm. yeah, being able to use something like artificial intelligence to catch those before before they place the review would be a huge impact, I would imagine. So yeah, that's pretty incredible. Now, if I had my my wishes. <laughs> sure. I think it would be super cool if you know every time that you're laying in that dental chair mm-hmm. and you're, you've got your head back, your mouth's wide open because mm-hmm. they always say open wider and you're already thinking, I right. was wide. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. You got your mouth wide open and they're like, just tell me if it hurts. And you're thinking, how, how do I tell you if it hurts? My mouth is wide open. What do you want me to do here? Mm-hmm. What would be super cool is if there was like a camera. Mm-hmm above, you know, the dental chair Mm -hmm. that actually could look and see based on your face, right? It can analyze based on your facial expression when you're in pain, yeah, (laughs) right? Right. Or when you look nervous, like Uh when your heart's racing or something. It'd be super cool if, like, you know, dentist wears a little (laughs) little earphone that says, like, Hey, your patient might be in might pain be in right now. We're like, hey, this lady looks really nervous. <laughs> yeah, those are the pieces of artificial intelligence that we're not going to be able to touch. But no, but maybe that, someone out there. What's crazy is that technology is like pretty much it pretty much yeah. already exists. Yeah, that's like, true. You can actually get facial emotions and figure out somebody's emotion just right. based on video now. Yeah, that's true. I hope somebody listens to this yeah, podcast me too. and then goes and <laughs> it builds takes it. That, I know. Give us credit. Kelly Ford said it first. Right. It's perfect. Um, let's kind of switch gears here a little bit. I know Callbox um, has developed a specific solution for call centers that I want to make sure we have time to talk about. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the just decision to move towards that call center solution and then why we feel like it's important? Yeah, um, call centers are probably another kind of buzzword topic mm-hmm. in the industry right now. So um, what's interesting is a few years ago, if I talked to anybody in a dental practice and said, like, hey, have you thought about using a call center? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't, call center students will not and do not handle calls like we would, hmm. right? Sure. There was this stigma attached to call centers, mm-hmm. that they were impersonal or, or wouldn't treat their patients the same way that yeah. their sweet little office lady who's mm-hmm. been there for 15 years would. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, like over the last few years, there's been this slow realization that, that call centers can in fact provide a better customer experience mm-hmm. than your own front office staff can. Mm-hmm. And here's why, right? Like your your staff is pretty busy helping the patients who are currently in the office. Um, 
they want to give the person in front of them their undivided attention. That's human, right? To、mm-hmm. treat the person in front of you、totally. with kindness and courtesy. So that phone ringing behind them,、mm-hmm. it feels like a distraction. Yeah. Like something. Oh yeah, that, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it should be ignored. Yeah. The person in front of you is frustrated when you turn around and pick it up,、mm-hmm. right? Um, so that means your staff, right? When they answer the phone, they're immediately in a hurry to get back to the patient standing in front of them. So they、right. do the, the minimal amount possible, possible right?、Oh, like, yeah, totally. let me answer whatever this caller's question is and hang、mm-hmm. up as quickly as possible. Oh yeah. Well, it's not really an effective way to book new patients, <laughs> right? Really not. <laughs> We、uh, coach against that every day. Yeah. So, what what your staff isn't thinking about when they pick up the phone is that the patient standing in front of them in the office、mm-hmm. is already a patient. You've already got them, but the person on the other end of the phone、mm-hmm. is likely a new patient opportunity.、Mm-hmm. This is their opportunity to make that first impression. Right. It's hard to to remember that when somebody's not standing right in front of you. Totally. The thing with call centers that I think a lot of people are starting to find out is that call centers treat every phone call with that level of care and concern、mm-hmm. because they're not distracted by other things in front of them, and this is what they do every day. They're trained experts、right. at providing an excellent customer experience on the phone.、Mm-hmm. Dental practices are are starting to realize that their patients will be better served when their office staff can focus on the people in the office, and when they let the phone experts handle the phone.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So the the biggest problem today, right? Now that the industry's kind of come around to this. This call center idea, and they're starting to give these call centers、um, an opportunity to to handle their patient calls.、Um, there's sort of a, a gap in knowledge sharing between、mm-hmm. the practice and the call center itself.、Um, so information about what the call center is doing for the practice, or information about you know the caller's history with the practice.、Mm-hmm. Is difficult for for both sides to access and kind of communicate with each other.、Um, so the industry is just now starting to figure out like how do we how do we do that? How do we get、um, the information necessary to a call center、mm-hmm. that they need to really treat the patient like they would、right. if they were in the office? Sure, because the goal is that the patient doesn't know right that they're talking、yeah. to the call center. They want it to feel like they've you know the same experience or better. To your point, yeah, you know, than they would at the office. Exactly.、Um, so what what Callbox has done is come in and, and attempt to bridge the gap between、mm-hmm. the two teams,、mm-hmm. right? We've created、sure. a, a dashboard that displays information about the caller and their history with the practice、mm-hmm. as soon as the call center agent picks up the phone. So now they're provided kind of the necessary information. To treat the caller as if you know they were a longtime friend that they saw、sure. every time they came in to get their teeth cleaned, right? Right.、Um, so now it it allows a call center to provide that same kind of really familiar customer experience.、Mm-hmm. They can note in their directions,、um, you know, landmarks.、Mm-hmm. It's across the street from the Applebee's, right? Right. right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then the caller feels like they're talking to you know. Somebody they know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. 
Can um, the call center solution that um, you know is being built uh, be leveraged at the practice level as well? Yeah. Um, so that's the other side of the gap, right? Sure. So one side of the gap is getting the right information to the call center to handle the the patient, and then the other side of the gap is um, making sure that the practice is aware and up to speed with what right. the call center said to the patient. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> has to go both ways, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So most of our competitors in this space are creating these really robust call center software solutions mm-hmm. that are so expensive that only a call center can really afford to have them. Mm-hmm. But our, our goal is different. Um, we wanted to make sure that the information went, went both ways and in the same fashion. Um, so we built out something that could be used at the call center mm-hmm. and at the practice at the exact same time. Sure. Um, it means that both teams are looking at the exact same information. Mm-hmm. They're using the same functionality. Um, and now you're, you're working as one team right. instead of one functioning out of one piece of software, mm-hmm. another functioning out of another. Um, so, you know, in doing this, what we've really done is managed to create a pretty cheap option for mm-hmm. a practice to essentially get the same call handling software that enables call centers to handle calls so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. And I think, you know, your point about taking these two separate teams and bringing them together on the same team is super important. What, you know, we've seen in the industry is this very, uh, specific um, divide between the two that really is to the practice's detriment, right? Mm -hmm. Because both parties need to be on the same page to service the new patient opportunities or any patient opportunities um, to the best of their ability. So anything to be able to bring those two together only strengthens um, the caller experience, I think. Cool. Well, that's exciting to see, um, you know, some new new developments coming up and some some ways that we can kind of fill, you know, what what is a potential gap there. Um, obviously, one thing that Callbox is, you know, always talking about is how important the data is, right? So much of, of what we're doing is gathering together data on call centers, on practices, uh, through artificial intelligence like we've talked about. Um, and it's a lot, if I'm just blunt and honest here. Yes. There's a lot to sort through. Um a lot to kind of deal with. Uh, so, you know, even for people who are in the weeds every day, it's it's just difficult to navigate. Um, what advice do you have for practices to, to make sure they're thinking about the right metrics and really focusing on what really matters? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> conflicting messages on this. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure you could go to, to one dental site or dental um, conference and they'll tell you you should be looking at one piece of data mm-hmm. and another one will tell you another and then you hire a consultant and they tell you a third one and then <laughs> the spender trying to sell you this one thing says that this one piece of data is really important. Yep. Um, I, I'm not going to claim to be any sort of expert on running your dental practice. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how you keep your books. I don't know where you order your um, dental supplies from. Mm-hmm. But I have seen enough success and failure um, to offer at least a little bit of advice here. Sure. We'll take it. <laughs> so, I mean, my first piece of advice is just don't overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, your goal is one of two things. Help people 
or make money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In all likelihood, it's both. <laughs> right. It probably should be both, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't help people if you don't make enough money to keep your doors open. Totally. So in order to keep your doors open, you have to continuously bring in new patients. Mm -hmm. You have to treat those patients well, and then you have to make sure that you're not spending more money than you're making. <laughs> right. Right. You don't need the yacht. Right. <laughs> so you true. might not need the Xbox in the waiting room. <laughs> to each their own. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to spend some money on marketing to drive new patient calls, mm -hmm. right? But don't spend that money blindly. Track which marketing sources are actually driving calls. Make sure your practice is picking up those calls. Mm -hmm. And then remind your staff that they're not just an information desk. They do need to book patient appointments. <laughs> right. That is an opportunity on the call. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty simple, but you'd be surprised how many practices get really quickly distracted mm -hmm. by other things in the office. And then they just decide, you know what, I'm just going to throw a ton of money at marketing without realizing that, you know, if they just picked up the phone... <laughs> and remembered that their goal was to book an appointment, right. they'd probably have all the new patients they were looking for <laughs> without needing to spend any more money. That's a good point. Um, it's fairly simple, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you want to help your patients. You need enough money to keep your doors open, mm -hmm. right? Know how many new patients you need to book to keep a consistent level of business. Mm -hmm. And then don't spend more money on marketing until you make sure that every call that comes to your business is getting handled well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That makes complete sense. I think another kind of dangerous piece of, of the marketing, you know, you talk about spending money blindly. I think there's a, um, a desire in marketing to to get a really fancy campaign or, or spend unnecessary money in marketing, right? And so if you don't know what kind of calls that's driving, um, I mean, you don't even know where to continue spending the money or where to cut, um, maybe on something that is too fancy and not driving any real leads. So yeah, that makes oftentimes the thing that looks really snazzy probably actually mm -hmm. didn't drive all that many leads. Right. <laughs> or is that direct mail campaign? Yeah, to the, <laughs> for sure. To the neighborhood right next to you may have driven a lot. Right. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Um, so as any, you know, product developer knows, uh, for every successful innovation, there's another one that just completely flopped. Um, can you talk about an example maybe, um, of a development project that just did not work? Something that you were maybe excited about mm -hmm. that just wasn't going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, every product manager's <laughs> worst nightmare sure. and best happy hour stories. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, probably the most difficult thing about product development is attempting to actually predict what our users are going to do. <laughs> like, you think you're building something that looks pretty clear, yeah. super foolproof. There's like two buttons on the page. Mm -hmm. They have choice A or choice B. And somehow <laughs> the user will find choice C. Sure. <laughs> it doesn't even exist, but they'll find it. Right. Um, honestly, like, you sort of just have to laugh about it, right? Like it's mm -hmm. one of the most fun parts of the job because users will constantly keep you on your toes. Um, <laughs> they'll challenge you to find um, new ways to break things. Mm -hmm. 
but sometimes the way that they actually use our platform um, can actually be really helpful. Sometimes when a user finds choice C, mm-hmm. um, choice C is actually a really good idea. <laughs> right. We can use that. <laughs> yeah. um, but so probably probably the, the funniest story um, that just immediately comes to mind is involving our AI team. So mm-hmm. let's use that buzzword some more. <laughs> um, when they were working on on flagging calls where someone might be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, they started with just analyzing like the tone of voice. Sure. Um, are they loud? Do they sound angry? Are they talking really fast? Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually they started considering the words that were being said as well. Okay. And when they started to do that, they, you know, had to, had to have some sort of starting point. So they started with this kind of already established list of words that had like a negative connotation to mm-hmm. them. Um, so the AI would look for these words and calls, and if a few of these words were said and the caller's tone seemed a little off, right, then the combination of the two would tell us, okay, this guy's probably mm-hmm. actually upset. Um, so shortly after we started kind of looking for those words, uh, mm-hmm. this one call got flagged in, in our testing because this guy's tone was sounded like excited, mm-hmm. right? Like riled up. Sure. Um, and their volume was really loud and, and their voice was clearly elevated. And he said, you know, two words that were on our negative list. He said mm-hmm. monster and he <laughs> said jam. Okay. Um, well, it turns out <laughs> the business was actually offering free pit passes to a monster jam. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this guy was calling to see if they still had some. And when they said they did, he was really excited oh my God. about taking his grandson to the Monster Jam. So he kept repeating Monster Jam and in this right. really excited, high-pitched tone. Mm-hmm. And um, Meanwhile, AI is getting more convinced that this, that this guy's really upset. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, whoops. Yeah. Oopsie. Yeah, we, we got that one wrong. But it was a super... Funny story and opportunity yeah. to just refine our process, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, well, what else is your team working on to, um, you know, coming up on the horizon? Maybe something that's like exciting to you. Any new developments that we should know about? Yeah. Um, I actually really like this question. I like talking about this to people. I will find every opportunity I can. <laughs> um, cause callbacks is actually in the middle of this like really interesting season where mm-hmm. we're, um, we're taking a big shift in the way that we help our customers. Um, our goal as a company has always been to help businesses own the phone mm-hmm. instead of being owned by the phone. Totally. We've done this so far by using our you know, unique machine and human review process to, mm-hmm. to quickly um, assess how every call was handled, mm-hmm. alert management to mishandled opportunities, and then, you know, display overall performance stats in kind of a an easy-to-read format that an everyday Joe can understand, sure. right? So, yeah, yeah. like you said, data is confusing. Mm-hmm. We'll present it in a way that's easy for the everyday Joe. Um, well, recent, like, improvements in technology and changes in consumer behavior have come together lately in this, like, really beautiful way and created this opportunity for Callbox to to begin to actively 
assist businesses Mm -hmm. in handling calls. Mm -hmm. So rather than just reporting on what happened post-call, right, a few minutes after a call is done, we'll help your patients get the information they need in less phone calls, Mm -hmm. and we'll enable your staff to expertly handle the calls they're currently on Mm -hmm. by providing like patient information and call information while that call's still going, right? Um, when you're, when your patients can get what they want faster, mm-hmm. your staff has less calls to handle and they're freed up to do other things. Mm-hmm. And when your staff have the tools and information they need to handle the remaining calls really well, mm-hmm. now you own the phone instead of being owned by it. Yeah, that makes total, total sense. It's really exciting too, to be able to, um, make that shift from just like after the call to really active during, you know, um, that'll, I mean, have a huge impact on, on business day to day, even. Um, it's exciting to hear about Callbox's goals, you know, uh, and kind of where the company is headed, but what about you personally? What are some goals that, um, you maybe have personally or professionally, um, in the coming months and years? Yeah. Um, Professionally is really simple, right? I just want to <laughs> continue to be really good at what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I really like my job. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, probably two big things for me happening okay. this year. One, realizing that my metabolism can no longer support eating pizza <laughs> on a day-to-day oh, basis. Gosh. So sad. Yeah. What a bummer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I've had to learn to like running. Mm, mm-hmm. I used to tell people that if I was running, you should run too because something's <laughs> chasing me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really good. Yikes. So now I, now I actively too. run and nothing's chasing me, mm. which some days I feel like I'd rather be fat. But sure. <laughs> well, you know, teach no. their own. Yeah, we're running. We're running. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's I'm running. probably good. taking up a good amount of my time, but, but. <laughs> I've also been trying to focus um, more on travel. Oh, nice. Travel's super invigorating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing and experiencing new things like yeah. really helps me pull out of my day-to-day and approach problems from an, a new perspective. Sure. Yeah, just see the world differently. Um, do you have any big trips on the on the horizon yet? Any plans? Um, Little, little trip to, to Mexico coming up soon. Okay. That's good. Little Tulum, Tulum trip. I hear Mexico is slightly dangerous right now. But yeah. I'm, I don't know that I'm it's a... attempting to ignore all reports of that. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Stressful. I'm just well. going to go in blissfully ignore it. <laughs> Perfect. We'll have you back on the podcast when you get back so you can tell us. So all everybody about can it. verify that I'm right, still alive. Right. Yeah. Make sure you're still good. Yeah. We need you. So actually be careful. Please, <laughs> please come back on. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been so cool to hear about just upcoming um, developments with Callbox. We're excited. I'm excited, obviously, as a consultant um, to get to play with some of this. So I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thanks. For sure. Thanks for listening to Callbox Dialed In. If you'd like to be kept in the loop on future episodes, subscribe directly or on your favorite podcast app. Callbox is a comprehensive tool used by more than 5,000 dental practices and DSOs to optimize phone handling processes, increase appointments, and improve caller experience by providing insight into every patient phone call. To learn more, visit us at callbox.com dental.